Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We're doing G.I. Joe Extreme, a show that isn't quite bad enough to be hate watchable, but isn't quite original series either. And we're going to live right in the middle. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. Chan is already defeated. Chad is in a mood. He is in a mood today. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I just feel like I told you that we shouldn't be doing this. And you're like, no, we have to do it. And now you're complaining as if you weren't warned. I'm greatly enjoying G.I. Joe Extreme because it's not complete dreck like I was afraid that it would be, especially given the IMDb reviews are not great. But I'm not sure exactly what they're talking about because these are perfectly acceptable animation programs. I mean, uh, we live in an age of peak TV. Like, sure, in 1994, there was nothing to watch. And so, like, yeah, you're going to watch this and go like, well, that didn't burn my eye sockets out. But now we could watch we could watch Star Trek Discovery. We could watch, we could the watch Expanse. We could watch on Netflix. I mean, there's, we could watch anything. <laughs> Shout out to the uh, wonderful bizarrely broken human beings who made Pui Pui Molkar. Guys, I'm just saying, there's an upcoming My Three Dads episode you might want to check out. 
And also on Netflix, watch Pui Pui Molkar. If you have an Gina, interest have in to, whatever that is. You tried to get a job writing for Pui Pui Molkar yet? <laughs> I have not. Well, get on that. I mean, obviously, where's, if you haven't done that, then you're, are you even working? Are you yeah. even trying to get a job? Gina, where's your Pui Pui Mel- Molkar spec? That's what I want to read. <laughs> I, it, you know, it's all I write, so eventually it'll pay off. Well, all right. That really limits, I think, where you can go. <laughs> it's a very, much like Liam Neeson and Take It, it's a very particular set of skills. <laughs> a wonderful set of skills. Oh, a delightful. Don't get me wrong. Listen, uh... That's all I want to say about that. This is episode four of G.I. Joe Extreme. We talked enough about that on My Three Dads upcoming episode. So listen, look for that in your podcast network here in the Knowing is Half the Podcast Network. Is that a thing? Is that what what we're going to call our network? K-I-H-T-P-N. Yeah. Why not? Someday everyone will have networks and and that will be ours. It, It will be sad. (laughs) <laughs> that's when we're at the nursing home we'll have the uh, uh k-i-h-t-p-n and that'll be what keeps us afloat on those cold connecticut days because somehow we're in connecticut for this no. i don't know how we got there no but, uh, we're all there and it's cold no you live in a desert when you get old that's why like i'm i'm prepared i'm here already well that's why i'm i can't explain anywhere. how we got to connecticut chan like uh, something happened <laughs> something broke after the psychic wars <laughs> the West Coast was devastated, haunted by mutants, prowling the lands looking for old people medicine. <laughs> for old, as opposed to what, like young person medicine? Like what? What yeah. constitutes an old person medicine? Robots eat old person medicine for food. One of the greatest jokes in the history of comedy. What is that from? I don't even know that one. It's an SNL sketch. It's a uh, uh, robot insurance. Oh. Look that up. Come on now. It's, the, it is really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, you know, I haven't watched a lot of the Joe Piscopo years, so I obviously got to go back and check that out. Now, the episode we're talking about here is called "Chips and a Cold Cold Drink," which, quite frankly, I didn't understand the title or how it related. And then Gina, in two seconds, explained it to me, and I said, "Well, that makes a lot of sense." <laughs> and Gina said, "Yes," and that understand. also makes a lot of sense. There, there's a computer chip at the center of it. Which, as soon as mm. I said that, Ray went, "Oh." Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't pick I said, up on and, that. And they go to like the Arctic where they're taking on cold water. And he mm. and he again was like, oh, no. I, yeah. Well, I mean, definitely at the end of the episode, I was like, wait a minute. What was this thing called? And I went back and looked at the title. and I was like, what the hell? And then I did the <laughs> math like See. chips. Oh, right. Oh, cold, cold man. Drink? I, oh, I, right. I liked the, the title is probably my favorite thing of this episode, to be honest. Are you kidding? Oh, it is uh, arguably the worst thing. For this reason, uh, I wrote sketches, wrote sketch for a long time before I actually took classes in doing it. So I mm-hmm. developed all sorts of terrible habits. One of the worst was um, the thing they tell you, like when you uh, title a sketch, call it the thing, whatever the funny thing is, call it that, so that like someone reading it goes like, oh, that's what that is. And also when it's in a big pile, you're like, oh right, uh, that sketch about the. Uh, fart doctor like that's that is a great <laughs> title for a sketch because like you know yes. what it is uh all of my sketches have like weird pun names and like triple entendres and stuff that make me laugh because i work so hard on them and i'm like and then mm-hmm. um and they're absolutely useless in a packet 
and and anybody reading them would be very angry about them. This feels exactly like that. Except, Somebody, except here's the thing that I will say to that is that's not how episodes of TV shows are ever named. Like there are entire discussions in writers' rooms about what should this episode be named. And you give it some sort of temporary name and then someone the next day is like, oh, wait, I have a better one. And you write it on the board. So that's not that's a very sketch specific oh. thing. But when it comes to naming episodes of TV, this is like I thought this was a success because when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's like it doesn't sound like a kid's TV episode. And now I'm intrigued. And the episode mm. itself, spoiler alert, turned out to be very boring. Uh, but I, guess but I also I also appreciate the fact that it opens in England and they're saying, should we get some fish and chips? Like, I enjoyed yeah. I enjoyed the title much more than the episode. What you're saying, then, is that I am uniquely suited to naming television episodes and I should get a job uh, writing television. I mean, if you can were you get a-, me a job writing television is what I'm asking you, <laughs> Dina, can you just. Talk to Diane English and get me a job. If you were at some point, I said, would you ever have any interest in being a writer's assistant? And you said no. So no, no, no. I want to start at the top. I don't want to work <laughs> my way up to anything. But that is if you Look, were a I'm writer's an important assistant. Person. I, I'm putting it out there that if you were a writer's assistant and and people couldn't think of a good name, a good title for an episode, and you came up with one, people would be like, holy shit, look at this guy over here. Coming hmm. up with a with a good title to a TV episode, but you have so no interest like, in it. He's like a you're writer's too good as, for it. Writer's assistant only for pun names of episodes. Yeah, it's a niche gig, but yeah. Like when I when I found out that there was a job that was naming things like that is a a job that but people that we know have. Uh, I was like, okay, well now I can I can name my job. Then that's that's a thing that we can do. Because we live in the future, and I and you know the things being what they are, that's what I'm going to do. I mean, right. to be fair, that's the thing I get to do at my job is we get to name some of the assets that come into the game, and so a few things, a few puns, and other things that I have written have ended up in the video game world, mm-hmm. and I'm here for that joy. Do you need a uh, uh, a guy to do that? Because I can do that. Uh, honestly, if I was allowed to show you assets, before- can you get me a job doing that? <laughs> is what I'm saying. Um, here's the also, deal. Also, I have real tight hours, so I can only work from like <laughs> one to four in the afternoon. No, no, I get it. Um, uh, here's the deal. There, are, there is a writing job currently open. Uh, Gina, uh, take note with your boy <laughs> uh, Manny. Uh, currently here at Respawn Entertainment, there is a writing gig uh, currently open uh, for the video game. So maybe you should be. Uh, maybe you should hitting up your boy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, completely unironically and without like joke, maybe that's a thing that should happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I will. Um, I will I, tell you what, Gina, I will send you some information. <laughs> and, and look, uh, if anybody's listening and they would like that job writing in, uh, video like, games, just go ahead and email Gina. Uh, um, you know what? She'd DM love to whatever. With you. Yeah. And talk um, about it. Yeah. Call, call her up. Fine. Just stalk her until you get her number and then uh, call her up at a like weird it. hour. Someone, you know, someone on Twitter, a writer on Twitter tweeted out today. Hey, newbies, please don't do this. Someone like I, I forget what he wrote. He's a movie writer, but someone someone found him on IMDb. Right. Tracked down his phone number. 
Whoa. and then called him. He let it go. He let it go to voicemail because he didn't. He didn't recognize it. Yeah. And he said the guy like was like, "I've got a great pitch for like a short film. <laughs> oh. Come back. I want to like run it by you." Gave him sort of like a soft pitch, which and like all, of course all the comments from working writers were fucking horrified <laughs> including me because like i mean i get enough dms but if someone found my phone number i would i would like fake my own death i would burn down my house <laughs> fake my own death and move to mm-hmm. a cabin in the woods because that's so so insane <laughs> it's so insane yeah but my midwestern dad who used to be a door-to-door salesman told me that that's how you get work you do it <laughs> so i mean who are we going to believe, my dad or someone who actually does the job that I'm hoping to get? Thank you. And also, why don't you just call Drew Carey and get on whose line is it anyway? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I had a dime for every person who said that. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the, we didn't even talk about this here. The, uh, the live action intro, maybe the weakest of all of them that we've seen. It's just a CGI plane flying with voices happening over top. Is it a CGI plane? It is a CGI plane. It's either a CGI plane or they did a weird job doing capture on a model that they just went pew pew lasers with their hand and just ran in front of the camera. I'm pretty sure it's real, real low quality CGI. Okay. I feel good about that. I'll give you that, but I'm suspicious. I was disappointed at the opening because I had grown accustomed to seeing humans and and be and like bad wigs and it sort of being like the first joke of the episode and clearly they ran out of money or something <laughs> uh because th- like this was this was no human beings and i was like hey this doesn't need to be live action at all like i like it when it's humans doing bad dialogue and bad wigs and, and taking bad falls over mountains because i'm like yeah this is awesome but this was literally just like it looked like a drone just flying yeah with some like audio dubbed over it and i was like well this was you have lost me uh yeah. you have lost me gi joe extreme this was n- not extreme at all yeah i hope they yeah. find their way next week I feel like if you run out of money at episode four and you've still got 22 left to do. It's a bad look. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I will, I will like to tell everyone how the, how the sausage is made a bit. uh, I was saying today that, that this episode of GI Joe extreme, I found very boring. Right. And it was the first time I realized because like, you know, the first couple GI Joe extremes I enjoyed because they were a good, a good, sort of departure from the horribleness that was Deke era G.I. Joe. So I was thinking, oh, I might actually enjoy this. But it took me this long to realize the actual problem with it, which is that it's not, it doesn't have the the depth and all of the stuff to talk about that the original Sunbow series did, which which had a lot of just like weird or interesting or funny or clever things in it. And it's not terrible like Deke. So when you get to a boring episode like this one, I have basically no notes. Uh, like wow. there wasn't anything that caught my attention enough to to talk about, really. So I was like, "Oh, this is this is a weird a weird spot of it's not it's yeah like it's not there's not much to talk about." Well, I have lots of notes. 
<laughs> so I don't know. I'm not necessarily with you there. I got the standard two pages full of notes uh, talking about this. So let's just start up here. We're in London and they're flying overhead and they say, let's stop and get fish and chips. And I'm like, okay, because at first when I saw the buildings, I'm like, I think they're in London, but I don't know. <laughs> but then they were yeah. able to break it down for me, which made me happy. Yep. Then Big Ben goes bong, bong. And that's how you know. That's how you know. And then there's Parliament. Then there's Big Ben and then Parliament. And then yep. Funkadelic. There it is. Both of them. So so here we go. Uh, we start kind of off right away. We get over to uh, Iron Claw and Scar. Uh, the reason why the Joes are in London is because there's a top secret safe house for Scar. But they know about it, of course. And something's going on, but nobody will tell them what it is. So they just sort of like go in there. Now, a character well, they, know, ra- they know about it because there's a leak, right? Yeah, but they never explore that further. Yeah, well, no, that no. was my question. Who is the? Do are we supposed to know who the leak is? Uh, no, because they also mentioned. I, I, I'm, I, I'm not sure if you uh, are conflating it with later when they say that uh, the uh, whatever international council or whatever has a leak. Oh, and I so am. they found I out am. about. Yeah. So, oh, so this is just intel. which they also did not follow up on. So, oh, okay, right. I, yeah. There, there's again boring episode because that would have been interesting. Once, once they said, "Oh, this has a leak," I was thinking, "Ooh, we're gonna see some sort of government agency that has a leak or whatever it is." Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm starting to wonder. Like, this feels like the sort of thing where, like, uh, th- they wrote um, 35 minutes of show had to cram it down to 21 minutes. But right. then I'm also just wondering if maybe they sometimes they just don't like put something out there just so it like, oh, here's an interesting thing that maybe we'll follow up on someday or maybe not. And then just don't, you know, well, that's just don't even television. bother it. That's lost I mean, if, right they, there. if they do yeah. follow up on it, if like three episodes from now they follow up on it, I, color me impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's uh, a big well, if. So this character Rampage, who's one of the many sort of minions, you know, top level minions of Iron Claw and Scar, the bad guys. He's the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde guy. Is that him? Yes. Yeah. When he gets angry, he hulks up. I mean, he's the Hulk. That's basically who he is, Um, which is fine. He doesn't quite get as crazy as Hulk because he actually he reverts back pretty quick. But it is kind of a neat character. I'm enjoying it, at least. Uh, and so I am surprisingly, uh, I, th- I thought that was, that's an interesting take on it. And, uh, except for where they fucked it up later. Um, like I'm looking forward to them exploring, playing around with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, there, there's room for growth here and that's all you could ask for. And that's all I appreciate. So the problem with him is that he's an asshole when he's not angry and green. Also, yes. it's not like the Hulk is like, oh, look, he's such a sweet guy. Oh, you wouldn't like him when he's angry, though. And this guy is just like, I'm an asshole. Now I'm a bigger asshole. Basically, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I'm like, bitch, I don't like you when you're not angry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's rude. Part of the deal. So he, he's trading with Iron Claw. He has a like a black box and there's a metal bar. And he's like, here's the thing. I'm giving you this metal bar, which turns out to be a microchip. Again, I'm no science jerk, Chan. I don't think that's how microchips work. It looks, it looked like a big like bar of something, like uh, like what the Mandalorian got, the Beskar. You know, I, you know, I got a, uh, um, I've got a bunch of SD cards. I have a little case that I put my SD cards yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. If you're oh, okay, if that's a billion dollar chip, because uh, he gives him a billion dollars, he gives which, him a billion dollars. Hey, respect. Billion. That's, that's a and, decent amount of money. And here's the thing. Afterwards, he's like, I'm going to, you know what? A billion dollars isn't enough. I'm going to double cross this bitch and then sell it to a bunch of other people. And I was like, you just got a billion dollars. Retire. 
This is the whole point. Like, what is, okay, now that I've made my billion, I'm going to have a get-rich-quick scheme. Like, no, you're mm. done. You just won life. Get out. Well, no, here's the <laughs> There's thing. There's no reason to keep going. You win. People who have a billion dollars, it, that's $1 billion is never enough for them. There isn't a single person that's who has a billion dollars who's like, I, I can stop now. Yeah, that's that's true. That would be me. I'd be I'd I'd get used to I'd get used to my billion dollar life in like a week of just eating endangered animals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so but that's the whole deal. It's Rampage, he sells the chip that he manufactured. And we're going to try to talk about this chip later because I do not fully understand what this chip does. Gina's <laughs> yeah, got a full no, idea, yeah. but I'm not convinced that Gina's right mm. either, which is already my first clue that I should uh, probably just accept it. <laughs> yeah, I my my theory, and I didn't really think about it too much because, again, I was bored during this episode. But but my theory when Ray was saying, I don't understand this episode of a children's cartoon again, uh, is that this I I I thought that this is a mic. The reason that this is so valuable is because it can basically control any, the computer of any weapon. I didn't get that at uh, all. I, I felt that it was the thing that did the crushing. Yeah. And that's uh, be, because then GI Joe builds their own and then they in turn crush uh, uh, rampages subs. So wait, so it, it just controls one weapon. It, it somehow is a weapon, is right? The weapon. Yeah, it's there. It's real vague, and it it doesn't make sense. So you are correct to be like, what what's going on here? Because like, oh, I feel that's not what a chip right does. Now. I feel vindicated. Me not understanding something because no. it didn't make sense. <laughs> no, no, Like you have debts. You have uh, uh, understanding debts that far exceed this situation here. Yeah, but now I can make a payment, Chan. So at least give me that. You know. You're not even you're not even uh, tucking into the rent there or the, oh, interest. That's, the interest. That's that's regrettable. Rent? What's happening? I don't have I don't any know. words. My I don't words think I'm are the gone. only one losing my mind around here. Yeah. Uh oh, yeah. are you? You're either having a stroke or what's happening? Uh, I just rewatched the happening after not having <clears throat> seen it since I oh, I saw it in the theaters because mm -hmm. uh, Heather Woodward wanted to do a watch party because she only recently saw it and rightfully <laughs> so thought it was insane. And so she said, hey, let's get together and do a watch party. Mm. And it was amazing. Like, I remember coming out of the theater and being and not understanding if the choices in the movie were intentional or not. Like any yeah. of the choices, like the writing, <laughs> the acting, the score, like just being really confused. Because if it was intentional, it's it's kind of brilliant. If it wasn't intentional, it's it's how is this a human being? Yeah. Uh, and and it Consensus? was it was more insane than I remembered. Wow, excellent! But uh, but that was the first sign when people would like start speaking nonsense. That's how you know the plants are gonna get shot. <laughs> oh boy! I, I remember uh, being contrarian about it at the time and being like, "It's a fine movie. People are giving it such crap." And I don't know if it was just me being a dick or not. Um, I think it was just you being a dick. Okay. Uh, I, but I I will say if you watch it. Like if someone said, if you watch it, like you watch old black and white sea, like monster movies, mm -hmm. then it's great. Like sea monster it, or sea oh, monster? C, C grade, like B, B and C. So a couple of things here. So he made the billion dollars and yet now he wants to get rich, which is crazy to me because you've already won. As we said before, now he kept the plans to make the chip and he put them in a safe behind a painting. 
But the other crazy thing here is Scar, when he takes the chip, goes into the fireplace, which does like a, a fancy like clue mansion spinner Rooney to take him to some like, you know, uh, dock or something where he's going to get out of here. But there's mm-hmm. a working chimney in half of this spinning thing. I'm wondering how they're all not <laughs> suffocated from smoke inhalation, because I don't think you should put a working chimney on one of those roundabout devices. I mean, if you're going to commit, you you commit. 100%, not 80%, not 42%, 100%. That means motherfucking chimney. You got uh, a spinning fireplace, motherfucking chimney. I mean, okay. Yeah, I, I'd put it on everything. I'd put it in a car if I could. I'd put a chimney in a car. Yeah, if I had yeah. the science for it, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have just, a few just reasons why not. Just the windows down so you don't get, uh, so you don't get poisoned. Mm-hmm. But you and then bring, like, uh, extra Febreze to get rid of the soot smell. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, bring a chimney sweep with you, like a like a six-year-old boy uh, oh. with, with a smudged face and a little broom. Yeah. You would have to pay him in, in food scraps, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I got scraps. I got scrap food scraps for days. You do? Yeah. Yeah. You got that you every what, plate. Man. You got leftovers. I, yeah, I peel carrots, man. I got I got carrot skins all yeah. over. Okay. Uh, I got I, the I little ch- hairy ends sweep. of the green onions. A chimney sweep would eat that. Yeah, definitely. And you'd prefer that over the heater in your car. Just want to uh, make sure I'm understanding. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't. I like I like getting out of something and smelling like fire. Also, this is the longest I've gone in my life without camping. Stupid COVID. <sighs> yeah, but you're you're making up for that soon, right? Uh, yeah, th- theoretically, it will soon be too hot to camp, but, but I can probably squeeze a trip in. It's too hot for camping. Too Get hot. our video series. It's where, you know, gir- uh, you go to random campsites and ask girls to pull up their top and show you their That's boobs. It. Girls mm-hmm. Gone Wild Campfire Edition. Yeah. No, <laughs> Girls Gone Wildlife. <laughs> girls Gone Wildlife. <laughs> See boobs. <laughs> That's he, I assume it's one of their catchphrases. Yes. Sea boobs. Yeah. C-boobs. Was sea boobs or sea boobs? <laughs> both, both somehow. Okay. C- In fact, okay. three ways. C-E-A, the letter C, and S-E-E. Wait, did I say C-E-A? S-E-A. Yes, you did. Yeah. I was just going to I was gonna let that pause go until you realize, why is it so quiet? Did I say something stupid? I said something stupid. I better go back and check. Yep. I said something stupid. Yeah, that explains I, a lot are, of quiet moments on this show. I mm-hmm. feel like is it possible that Ray has been consistently getting the happening for the last <clears throat> five years of this podcast? Is is that what's going on? This I is mean, how do his house plants just fucking hate him. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're constantly trying to kill him, but there's not enough of them. So <laughs> he's just a always long in time. like a, a low grade state of speaking nonsense. I am what's happening. Hey, <laughs> this is the, this is the sequel to the happening. By the way, it's just it's just people like they have like four house plants around their house, and they're uh, they're like. Should we have peas and crayons for dinner? Oh, the houseplants are trying to kill me again. <laughs> if anyone I mean, listening hasn't seen The Happening, by the way, you should probably go watch it. I haven't seen it. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I have a general idea of what it is, you? but I've never watched it. 
Ray, okay, Ray doesn't know who Ray doesn't know who Olivia Diabo is. He's never seen it not. happening. He doesn't nope. know. He's he watched all of Kimmy Schmidt. Doesn't all know who it. starred in it. I don't know if I've know seen all Ellie of Kemper it. I th- I've seen like two seasons. I think is that all of it? That's a lot of seasons That's... not to know who the lead of a show is. <laughs> I don't know That's who enough. a single person That's in that in that show is. Ray, who is the lead of Seinfeld? Well, that's obviously Captain Lou Albano. You would think even if you were no no matter how much CTE you suffered in your early in your early career, Ray, watching a show that shows you the name of someone well, just, like over and over and over again, it, you would think that it would it would just subliminally sink in at some point. Gina, it's on Netflix. You skip credits. What are we talking about right now? Not skip the, intro. Not the you don't watch it. Credits. Those play over the show. No, nah, I I don't watch those. I look. I watch the acting for and the writing. I don't watch the credits. He watches the acting and the. I writing. watch the acting. Uh, and for the funny joke jokes. Real quick, I do want to pitch uh, the next M Night Shyamalan movie, which is a slow gas leak. And it's uh, <laughs> it's like the happening, but like turns out like the twist is like they should have just called uh, PG and E and had them like fix it. Not gonna lie, that's not a terrible idea. I not think the, the idea of slow gas leak the movie that's yeah. the twist, and like mm-hmm. they're starting to see like weird shit, mm-hmm. and then they start talking incoherently, but like one of them has got like really powerful lungs, and so it doesn't affect them as much. Look, Blumhouse must have a dozen of those found footage movies just sitting in the back waiting uh-huh. for like s- some sort of uh, marketing hook for them. Then, you know, just slap something on. Um, we just like gas leak, just film one scene at the end. And we're like, oh, damn, all those ghosts and stuff. It just turns out to have been methane the whole time. I'm just sorry. Like, at the end, right at the end of act three, the, the CO2 detector goes off. Yeah. The carbon I'm sorry, the carbon monoxide detector. The CO goes, detector. The CO yeah. detector, yes. Thank the you. CO2 God, I detector am, would go off all the time. I am not sciencing at all well today. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> that man. goes off and then they just turn it and then everybody's fine. So none of these references make sense, but you've just been laughing along for the hell of it. Like when we're like, oh, the plants are trying to kill you. You're just like, yeah. I know that the thing with the happening is people like, what do they like try to kill themselves or something? Or they jump off of roofs and it's because the plants are doing shit. Like I'm aware of the general idea of the happening. It's not like I've just never heard of this movie before. I saw the commercials where the guy like jumps off the roof or whatever. And I'm reminded of Bird Box, which to me is a very fun movie. So... Is it better or worse than Bird Box? I guess is my question. Uh, I, here's the thing: it's it's totally different. Again, if you're if you're going into it, think knowing, oh man, like we have to watch this because it's so bad. It's gonna be it's so bad. It's gonna be fun. Then you'll love it. If you're going into it thinking, I want to watch a a movie from the same guy who did The Sixth Sense, and it's gonna be a really good movie, you're gonna be flummoxed which is how i watched it in the movie theater and then this time i watched it (laughs) knowing knowing it was terrible and i really enjoyed it i mean also Uh, i was doing it on a watch party with a bunch of comedians so it was extra enjoyable but but yeah watch it knowing it's it's terrible in every way that it can be terrible well i mean to be fair like i i watched all the m night Shyamalan's up to a point you know i got as far as lady lady in the water That was like the fifth one, the one after Lady in the Water. Ways down, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah you still, still got signs like, of the village before, before that. Oh, before signs too. Lady so like in the, the Water. Uh, it, it was before Unbreakable. Lady in the Water. Yeah, 
Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of them that happened before the happening. And in my mind, Lady in the Water happened and people suddenly like turned around and they were like, oh, he might not be that good. And uh, then no, the happening came out. It, well, it signs was, was when that happened. You no, think so? because, pe- they're, because that, they were split because I love signs. I like people, signs. I thought signs people, was fine. I had no were problem split. with signs. That it was just like there was just that one thing that like snarky people were like, oh, he moved, he came, they came to a planet that's mostly water and they're allergic to water. Uh, but like, I, I find all of his movies entertaining to a point. Like, I like he's a good director. I, I thought the village yeah. was good, it's just I like, like two, two minutes in, I, I, I was like, oh. So I'm assuming the ending is going to be this, which means it's not because everyone keeps talking about how there's a twist ending. But then it turned out to be what I thought, which if they had just presented it like that instead of treating it like an actual twist, uh, it would have been like uh, 90% of that movie is great. It's just the fact that they presented the end as a twist in sort of like I also love Unbreakable. And and the Samuel L. Jackson reveal is such a small part of that. So right. it's it's I feel like I feel like the village should have been treated sort of the same instead of like we're building to this huge reveal. It's exactly what everyone thought it was. Well, I had a big like, problem with the village in that I actually the twist got me. I, I didn't call it, um, which I usually do a what? pretty good job with having an idea. No. Well, the problem was and the reason why I'm kind of mad about it is because they cheaped out because early in that movie, you have a bunch of kids at like a grave site at a tombstone crying in front of a grave. And then they show the dates on the grave and the grave is like in like the 1700s or something. Right. And so they go out of their way to try to present like there's no logical reason the kids would be crying at this grave that was 300 years ago. It doesn't make sense. So the, the movie lies to you in one of the opening scenes and essentially tries to tell you this movie takes place at this time period. So when it turns right. out, it actually spoiler alert takes place in the present day. I immediately right. jumped up and said, then what the fuck were they crying at that grave for? You fucking right. lied to me movie. You made me oh very mad. God. How many people are still crying over the statue of Robert E. Lee being taken down. How long ago did that motherfucker die? <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. If it was if it was the grave of Robert E. Lee, then everything tracks. Well, I'm saying watch the happening. Ray, you might unironically like it. It might like the very weird like at some point a guy just goes on a riff while everyone is dying like about hot dogs like they're like trying to like get like go on a road trip like to get away from the killer plants. See, like and, like- and he's just and it's a guy like like everyone knows who he is. He's he's in everything. And he's just yeah. like, you guys like hot dogs? I got hot dogs. Aren't hot dogs great? I'm gonna bring some hot dogs. Here's why hot <laughs> dogs are great. And like no one tells him to shut up. It has no bearing on the story at all. And it's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> so did they get I, I, uh Quentin Tarantino to uh write some dialogue for yeah, the thank you? It, it, honestly, done. when I was watching it, I was like, oh my god. This to me feels like it feels like an old channel 101 thing where someone wrote a movie, but they let kids write half of it. (laughs) (laughs) Like they were just like, oh, what do you think a person? What do you think a person would say in this situation, Luna? And she would be like, I want hot dogs. And they'd be like, all right, that's what our guy is saying. And then like she goes on a riff about like how hot dogs are a great food and, and like he's got seven of them. And like, then the next scene happens. 
I'll be honest, I'm sort of on board for this. Like uh, it's yeah, like Axe Cop, I- but a movie. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 fully like a a very like you could picture a, a, a modern day um, mystery science theater three thousand riffing over this entire movie. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. I'd also like to point out that oh, we're nearing oh. the forty minute mark of this episode, and we are barely two minutes into this episode of GI Joe. <laughs> uh, I'll just say this: uh, MST3K is still happening. So yeah, calling huh? any modern MST3K is a little weird. No, I meant because even though it still happens, they still do old movies. Wait, I so see. would you say that MST3K is still the happening? <laughs> oh, my God. It still is happening. Oh it's not God. the, still as in the only the thing that's happening. The... So, okay. Look. <laughs> Listen, I got to get through some plot here. <laughs> Chan, God damn it. So... G.I. Joe attacks the safe house. This is crazy to me. G.I. Joe attacks the safe house. And and Black, what is his name? Black Dragon? Is that his name? He The, the ninja dude goes Why does it got to be Black Dragon? Why can't he just be Dragon? That is his <laughs> name, Chan. I am not the one in Is there like another dude named Dragon on the team? And then like, okay, we got to clear things up. So you're what Black Dragon. But he's like a white dude. So uh, anyway. so uh, With a, with a I, very I, deep Asian accent, which is why I was confused at the beginning. That is a little weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but I I just finished the uh the I would derail Ray as much as possible. God, I just finished yeah. the second season of The Boys, and every oh, time good. it's on Amazon, so they have that they have that thing where you can pause it and look at who the actors are. Right. Mm-hmm. And every time Black Noir is on there, I'm like, is this who is this guy? Is this a is this a is this a black actor? Is he like what? And I like pause it every time just to see who it is, and it's no one famous because they never show his face. Right. <laughs> But I, I, I know some things about that character I will not talk about because I have read the comics and I assume we're going with that storyline. So um, you will find out eventually. Well, I mean, they did. They, they uh, yeah, Maeve pulls his mask up at some point to feed him an Almond Joy because he's allergic to tree nuts. But it's true. But that didn't necessarily like give anything away. Well, I mean, I saw what color he is. <laughs> OK, he's a white dude. So, <laughs> yes, that is a fact. Yes. They kept it to the comics in that regard. But there, there's a point where, like, where they're they're talking about it because they're talking about like why does it why like if if superheroes are engineered why are they all white why is this superhero company super racist? And you find out later it's it's it, because it's literally they're literal Nazis. But the oh, spoiler alert, Homelander is like oh I thought have we all seen it I thought we've all seen it. Yeah, also, I'm not gonna fine. watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. Oh what it's so Chan, good. It's good. What the fuck. <laughs> It's so good. I haven't yeah, I like I don't watch Breaking Bad either. Mm. What? I don't watch Homeland. Uh, uh, Homeland, Handmaid's Tale. Same reason. Because they yeah, make you fine. sad. Yes. But this is those other ones that you just listed are not comedies. <laughs> <clears throat> Still sad. Wow, I think it's funny. Scary movie makes me sad. Well, that scary movie should make you sad. All right. Well, you're you're a sad man, Chan. Yeah. Would. How long did it take you to figure that one out? Well, wait a minute. You're sad and you don't watch those movies and TV shows? <laughs> Maybe that's what, why what, you're sad. What's <clears throat> on floor here, Chan? Maybe you've been going about this all wrong. <laughs> Undoubtedly, I've been going about this all wrong. G.I. <laughs> Joe will return after these messages. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. 
With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Nobody beats G.I. Joe! But now Destro's demon has taken on G.I. Joe. Lasers beaming and cannons screaming. Joe better look out for Destro's demon. The incredible two-level demon rolls over anything it can't destroy. Destro! And joining the attack is Destro's AGP. Destro's leading the Iron Grenadiers. Destro is an awesome new foe. But nobody beats G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Destro's demon comes with driver AGP with pilot. Back to G.I. Joe. Oh, my gracious. <laughs> I would like to keep going here. Go, the dragon you, this character. This was not my kind. fault. This was not my this fault. Was, I just no, want to know. I will, take, I will take half the blame. Uh, knowing is half the blame. Uh, so <laughs> uh, he comes in. What I didn't understand is this ninja character from G.I. Joe breaks into the safe house, beeline straight for the room that we were just in, immediately goes to the picture frame and immediately opens the safe with minimum difficulty and steals the plans to make the microchip. Now, to what Gina said about there being a spy of some kind or a mole inside Scar, I sort of am with that because there's no way he would just organically make all those perfect maneuvers unless either A, there was a mole, or B, we wanted to progress the plot as quickly as possible. Mm. Uh, I will say uh, um, one of the problems I had got to the end of this episode and... I, I thought that it might be something uh, that was just happening in the opening episodes and they kind of get over it. It's possible this is still in the o- early episodes because this is Metalhead's episode. Like, it is. he does all of the stuff. And so it's sort of like an introduction to him. But he basically gets a medal like- at the end of the episode. Oh, wait, are we all dumb? Is it is it is it Scar? Is it the, the leader of Scar? That's that's the double agent. Uh, I don't. I think don't think so. so. Why would it be? Because are, aren't they talking about? They're talking about there's a there's a mole in a government agency, right? Right. They, no, Scar has a mole inside the government. Uh, the government oh, of the no, world. Wait, no, you are correct. You are correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. He is in that government thing. Yeah. So he's, oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. he's okay. he's like a well respected guy. Right. So that's why day, he knows about everything. Yeah, okay, I literally just realized that. Wow, we are all real slow. Guys, I just want a Baron in the streets and a Scar in the sheets. What? What? Baron in the streets and an Iron Claw in the sheets. That's what I meant to say. Nope, 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 That's a good one, me. High five. All right. Yeah, there's there's, uh, basically um, good guy is hot knife through butter. Like, there's there's no... um, obstacles to him Nothing. doing his thing he Nothing. just goes and opens a thing does a thing steals a thing runs away like uh the, he just sneaks into the sub does a thing blows it up and then like you know um even even the bit where he gets uh uh like captured and put in jail like he rips through um what must be you know like a a good like eight inches of uh cables uh that have been uh, surrounded by at the very least, PVC pipe. And he just cuts right through that with handcuffs. So, like, there's, they're all superhuman and, you know, there's like no stakes. No one, why do we care? Because they're super right. great. 
Well, that's why you have to have competent villains, which we do, thankfully. Right. Except that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm. Well, okay. So uh, he ends up getting chased because he finally gets found out well after the point when it mattered. And so a sky chase uh, uh, happens with him and Metalhead flying away. And Gina, we both asked for the exact same sound poll because we want to hear this rocking music that hits because there's very little dialogue. They're just sort of getting chased in a plane by another plane while rock music plays. I want to hear that music some more. Oh, there it is. Uh, so they get hit, they start going down and they're trying to like evade, but they got hit by a missile. A sub pops up from the water and they're like, oh shit. And a bunch of missiles get fired. We go to commercial break. We come back to find out the sub is actually of a good guy. He's a Joe guy with his own sub. So all the missiles he shot was to get rid of all the planes that are chasing them. Happy days are here again. Cut to Iron Claw. He says, Rampage, you've done good so far. I paid you a billion dollars. I don't know why you're still here quite frankly. Um, now, for no extra cost, because I've already paid you a billion, I need you to get this chip working to give us this ultimate crusher. And Metalhead reads the plans of what this chip does and is. Chan, could you please give us the sound pull of Metalhead spending four or five different ways to badly explain what this chip does? We're talking mainbrain CPU for a gnarly electro super mag. A weapon? Man, the thunder and fury's a weapon. This baby's a six megajoule plasma beam accelerator with a multi-phase targeting splitter. Uh, and what's that mean in English? This. I wanted fu- to go all the way there because his explanation for the dum-dums, this is him crushing a beer can on his forehead. <laughs> he did. I, I said he Not farted. Not a beer I can because you can't animate beer cans in kids' cartoons. That was a beer can. <laughs> it kind of was, you know. Um, I just, if that doesn't explain it, I don't know what, how, to, I don't, I don't, I just don't. So it basically, it can crush, it can crush things like a crusher, but it does it through the air. Cut to an evil submarine and they have success. I asked the question here, how does it, how does it, how does a chip, how does a microchip perform these actions? Chan referenced it earlier. Nobody knows. They end up having a ship they want to practice on. So they have this large ocean vessel. The sub pops up with the bad guys. They shoot the crusher beam at it. And the thing sort of like crushes like you would like again inside like one of those automobile crushers at like the the junkyard where you go in, you go get all smushed together. And that's what happens to the boat. Uh, My notes here, because I too was trying to figure out what this thing does. I said ship implodes, gets old sinks yeah. what had it i yeah it, it is not clear um and anything uh and any explanation of the effects would absolutely not make sense with what a microchip does right but it, that that controls it controls I mean, what the it machine does, but it what says machine? it is the weapon yeah that's that's where the problem I have is. No, isn't there some sort of there's some sort of weapon that's doing all of this? The chip is the thing that was sold. Yes. Yeah. But it controls so, that. But that's fine, but they already had the weapon. Why would they need the chip to control it? Because they can't run it without the chip. In what world does that make sense? 
cartoon G.I. Joe Extreme World. Are you seriously I mean, here's saying, the deal. That's oh, fine. Th- this is where G.I. Joe has lost you? I mean, I'm just <laughs> saying I don't the understand. This is unbelievable thing in all the seasons of G.I. Joe that we've watched. Oh, you need a microchip to control this weapon. There was an episode where Cobra Commander tried to, like, carve his face on the moon. Yeah, I could follow that, I Gina. Believe- that made a lot of sense. I believe you're thinking of the tick, Gina. You're also confusing G.I. Joe with an episode of The No, tip. I mean, to be fair, I'll give Gina full credit. She she is getting that right. There is the episode where Cobra Commander <laughs> carves his face on the moon, and really? it's magical. Oh, yes, yeah, we, and we an did episode. it for this show. It's in the feed mm. right now. Go listen mm. to it. Oh, look at the mm. spreadsheet. Just look mm. at the spreadsheet. Jesus. Google, like, uh, or, or do, a, do a, a search for Cobra Commander moon. Mm. And mm. it'll show up on the spreadsheet of all of our uh-huh. episodes. Lasers in the night. I want to say it's an episode called Lasers in the Night. What is Lasers the spreadsheet? In the night? Hold on. I'm uh I'm looking it up, but here's the thing. Uh, um um Guys, just go back and yeah, listen to think. Lasers in the Night. Great episode of this show. <laughs> Lasers in the night. See, that's another <laughs> another clever title. Good job. Here's the thing. Channing Sherman has not made our spreadsheet yet, so like he needs <laughs> to get Channing. on that. Get I don't on know on Channing Sherman? We are now. He already does so no, much you, for us. You so you were the one that did this, Gina. This is all on you. Look, I mean, he's the fair. only one that understands how tweeting at us works. <laughs> <laughs> and now you put it in that in jeopardy by forcing him to make a spreadsheet. I hope you're happy, wow, Gina. Wow. That is you're a horrible person, Gina Polito. Look, if each of our fans did <clears throat> one tenth of the spreadsheet, <laughs> like if they told out the episodes. Okay, first off, <laughs> we have more than 10 fans. You know, like, look, we're not a big podcast. I don't know if we do. Ray hasn't been keeping us abreast of what's going on with the reviews lately. Because <laughs> we haven't had any, guys. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I'll be sure to read it on the air. Look, G.I. Joe goes to the Arctic, and none of them wear winter wear, which I thought was very interesting. A choice. It was a choice that none of them have a jacket on, which I thought was fun. Has uh, Joe ever done that? Have they ever worn yes. uh, climate Sunbow appropriate era garb? Joe, with the exception of Quick Kick, they wore winter <laughs> no. coats. Look, they I, wore this winter makes me coats. snow job. How great would it have been if just like they're in the Arctic, there's this crazy like weapon that all the like ships gets destroyed and they're walking and then snow job, like OG animation snow job shows up, looks totally out of place. And is just like, what are you guys doing here? Did we rip a hole in the uh, in the multiverse that is G.I. Joe? Yes. I mean, I guarantee that's happened three or four times, quite frankly. One hope. It's a worlds without end situation. Um, now, the question I had here, and this is what's interesting. So the, uh, there's a secret shipboard meeting of all the leaders of the world or something. That's what's going on. And, and uh, it's Cobra. Scar wants to destroy the ship with the crusher beam. And they're on a beeline right now to go to it because they have a mole on the inside. Right. Plot point. They G.I. Joe can't contact that ship to let them know about it because there's a radio blackout. So they're given the basically the ultimatum. You guys have to stop the crusher beam or else, you know, bad things are going to happen. And in my mind, I say, well, why don't they just go to the ship and try to warn everybody manually instead of just trying to go find a submarine that you can't find in the ocean and try to stop the beam? Cut to G.I. Joe goes to the Arctic 
and lands on the ship and starts to warn people manually. And I'm like, okay, smart. That's what smart people would do, not whatever that person in charge was telling them to do, which always goes to show just because someone's giving you an order does not mean they know what they're talking about. Indeed. So Rampage gets pissed. Uh, uh, at this point, because the, the the ship has been saved, now they're 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 going the ship in the opposite direction. They're going away from the sub. Great, Rampage is like, let's go get them. Let's take that sub. Let's go get them. Metalhead, Metalhead has gotten himself inside the sub with again no problem, really, no trouble at all. And and this is a really weird moment. I I, I need help here. This is the part I really need help with because Metalhead gets all the way all the way into the control room with nobody seeing him going full solid snake metal gear solid nobody sees him at all it's great he opens up the side hat patch pulls out the chip am i wrong here he pulls out the chip rampage sees him walks over grabs the chip away and says i got you trying to replace our good chip with this bad chip and then rampage smashes the chip which if i'm not mistaken is the billion dollar chip am i correct in this i don't think so i thought it was i thought that I thought that there was a, a real chip and a decoy chip. Um, possibly, or he just may have had multiple chips. Hmm. Um, which well, he had, he uh, had multiple speaking, chips, he didn't have time to make another one. Speaking of the title of the show, chips plural. Uh huh. Well, some, um, some of those were fish he, and chips. Uh, <laughs> because uh, uh, he does uh, spoiler use that uh, use a chip later to uh, uh, sabotage the the sub that's not the chip that uh cost a billion dollars that's another chip that is just Oof. for purposes of sabotage so he Boy, probably had a couple a of them unsaid. and i feel like that dialogue when he says ah i see you're trying to take our chip and put it in a bad chip uh was so that you would know that the plot is that indeed metalhead is trying to put in this fake ch- sabotage chip oh and so I he takes he that the chip, chip i thought he pulled the chip destroyed. out of the control panel and that's when rampage like got him i I saw the same thing in the animation, but the dialogue made me think that. Oh man! Uh, bad job, them. Like the animation was them. wrong. I, or I really something. had a hard time with this. I'm glad to know it's not completely my own incompetence. There's no. a first time. For I mean, everything. there's a, there's a lot of it that's your own incompetence. I would say the majority <laughs> of it, but not 100. percent Okay, uh, you know what? I'll take that 100. Uh, percent uh, But also, like the the hacker dude. What's his name? Metalhead. Metalhead. Metalhead you it, can remember because it's the same name as the guy from the last series. Yeah, yeah I don't like it. Crazy they did uh, that. Uh, he he is remarkably, uh, like he he sees this dude who's a Mr. Uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, uh, and he's just sort of like nonplussed, like he he doesn't. He does. He doesn't panic. He doesn't try and talk his way out. He sort of is just like, no. oh, okay. Yep, I guess this me. is happening now. Yep. Not yeah. sure what to do, but I guess I'm not going to do anything. Well, they end up beating his ass and putting him in like a closet, and then handcuffing him to a cable, which I thought was interesting. Except he has well, the raw power to rip the cable in half. Here's here's the problem that I had with the rampage character, this is where it breaks down for me because I like the idea that when he gets mad, he hulks out and becomes like an uncontrolled beast. And, um, when he sees that Metalhead has done this, tried to sabotage him, he turns into that beast. I'm like, well, the whole point of him doing that is now he is 
a rage monster. And yes. why didn't he just beat the crap out of Metalhead? Yeah. Um, if this was an adult film, he would rip one of his arms off. Yeah. Well, if this was and, an adult all film, had to... something totally different would happen. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see that too, though. I would like to see uh, Rampage know? Metalhead uh, slash Vic. Um, uh, he, Rampage should have just stayed a human and, you know, been cool about him like you know what i'm i've got plans for you i'm gonna lock you up and then i'm gonna torture you and you know do all that stuff um so that that character remains intact because it is an interesting character and i want to see them play with it and the fact that they just sort of like did that just because like yeah he's green cute every time um, yeah it disappointed me okay. but that is what it is well, so Metalhead escapes from the cable. He ends up, I guess, putting his own chip in because the evil sub catches the ship and it starts to smush it. But then the targeting gets really, really bad and they start targeting themselves. And yeah. then no, the mm-mm, evil mm-mm, sub mm-mm. goes down. I'm like, tell mm-mm, me what I'm getting wrong mm-mm. here because I, I was really having a hard time following the action. Uh, yeah, he he breaks that cable, which I've complained about already. Uh, yeah. He gets out of jail by, uh, I guess, opening the door. Yeah, uh, still, he's very calm. Yeah, uh, I kind of like that because at the beginning, uh, he's as he's sneaking in, he's like, ah, oh, clothes make the man. Uh, so I'm like, OK, cool. Yeah, you're just being like real chill and c- kind of like when you go into a place with a clipboard and no one bothers you. Yeah, like, he's, he wearing, he is wearing like the a, vest. He's wearing the vest of the crew of the sub that should yeah. be mentioned. That was pretty cool. Cool. That was pretty good. I like that. Uh, so, yeah. So all of that, uh, I actually like that part. But then, yes, he. He puts it, he just plugs his chip into some random fucking cables right. in the sub and it takes over, uh, which I uh, didn't care for that. But then what happens is because earlier um, Stone had said, build us one of those. We may need those uh, for G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe then comes and shoots the sub with their own version of this chip slash laser. There we go. Okay. That, thank you. That's, that's the missing piece. I, I did not put together. Um, yeah. That's 100% you. The yeah, last no, that's, one, that's like 80% you, this one, 100%. You know what? I'll, you know what those I'm still making the hall of fame with these hitting odds. So, um, <laughs> so the evil sub goes down and we get no less than what felt like two straight minutes of people escaping the sub. It felt like nope. a real long time focused on every it's like we had to see every single person get out of the sub to make sure they were okay and and metalhead and everybody thinks he's dead but he escapes the sub and he ends up taking he ends up taking some sort of cutting device and he carves gi joe rocks on the side of a rock you can actually see him do it to the point where then when he gets on the boat to like leave the camera swivels around to show the other side of the rock to show that he has carved you know gi joe rocks into a rock Two and things then, you skipped. One, yes. he pops up into the water and surfs on an ice flow for a good you know hundred feet. That's on me. That's on me. Yeah. Second, the carving device is a guitar. Excuse that me. That yes. he's playing, and it is sending sound waves, carving sound waves. Yeah, that's his weapon. That Remember is... that episode of Deke era G.I. Joe where they kidnapped the rock and roll star so he could play the yeah. sonic device? Uh-huh. That's basically what this version of Metalhead somehow it's like it's like a parallel universe because this version of Metalhead also has that same weapon, uh-huh. but uses it for good. I don't I would argue against good. Uh, uh, that term <laughs> does not fit here. At what point they're in the Arctic. So at what point does one of them turn into an orca whale? 
That uh, is unfortunately season two of Sunbow Era GI Joe. Iceberg <laughs> goes south. That Sorry would be that episode. See, th- that's what I'm saying. That that was a lot weirder. This this it was a lot more you fun. You know, we talked about the happening a lot. We talked we talked about the boys a little bit. <laughs> I found yeah. this episode boring. You know, and it's we like, still made it on under an hour. Yeah, yeah I mean, the thing we, is, like, we, what we, if we talked it, about those other things? <laughs> it's like it's like two heists happen over the course of this, right? Two heists both happen in the show, and it's like, what if we did a heist movie? But the heist went with no hitches whatsoever, and it was really just all about talking through the plan. And then yep. the actual heist part is like thirty seconds long, and yep. they have no problems, and it ends. That would be what what just happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it cuts to Metalhead getting like a medal because is it is it Sergeant Stone is just like Metalhead is the one who did all the shit. So so you know, get this man a beer. To crush the can in his head and give Count him a on medal. The hacker when the chips are down. That's that was a weird line. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I guess they were trying to like, I hey, uh, kids, uh, make sure to study computers because there's going to be a big deal one day. No, it's I mean, a here's the deal. when Smart. the chips are down. When yeah, the chips no, no, no. are. I, oh my god! I got that. I got oh, that. Okay, look. Wait. But it was real Chan, bad. You're you're, the- you're treating it like it's so obvious, but clearly Ray did not get it. Oh, look, guys, not- Cruella DeVille. It's like she's cruel, <laughs> mm-hmm. but also DeVille is a lot like devil. Did you guys get that? What a crazy Okay, here's name. the thing. Here's the thing. I don't really like to admit this, uh, but I did not get that devil thing till just now. So uh-huh. thank oh, you for no. that. Oh, uh, no. look. To be fair, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the uh, 101 Wait, Dalmatians, you don't spend even a lot when of time you put Emma Stone in it. Name puns, Chan? I don't <laughs> believe you. I flat out don't believe you. And look, I also, until oh, I thought about it earlier white. today, I that did not sense. know that I did not put yeah. it together. <laughs> I literally had that thought in my head. It was like, oh, oh, no. And then I felt real dumb. But like, I mean, what's why? Why fight it at this point? Like, it is we are who we are, right? I, mean, I admit that when I first read Harry Potter and saw the movie, I did not, I did not realize realize that, that he smoked marijuana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. I did it's not realize when the they talked about Diagon Alley that it was diagonally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It oh, took me a shit. while. Yeah, and that that's how the alley is set up. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> Wow, that's that's why I used to like the books because there's a lot of real yes. fun puns in there. Yeah, I still like the books. <sighs> of course, because you hate trans people, and that's fine. <laughs> that's a choice that you've made, Gina. It I, sucks. I didn't realize you author... want to go public with it like this, but <laughs> the author is so upsetting that you have a hard time saying you don't like you. You like this magical, amazing property that is so wonderful. But now in public, I know a lot of people who don't like admitting that they like it, although they will still watch them. Yeah. I'll it's just, admit it. It's upsetting to me. How do you ruin your own legacy like that? Like, just shut up. You know, the wizards poop their pants thing. That was enough. You didn't need to go further than that. So when when people some some people when they're given a platform can't shut up. Yeah. yeah. That's it's the pretty problem. easy to ruin your legacy. I mean, let's ask Glenn Danzig. Um mm. At, let's ask, I don't know, almost any punk, Every punk uh, and or metal front man. Or anyone uh, who lives above the age of 50. Pretty much, yeah. 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 
Your time is coming, Gina. <laughs> we have a PSA here, and it's about a kid who wants to quit baseball because he strikes out. But then, and then uh, it turns out he just needs glasses. So he gets his eyes checked, gets glasses, and now he can hit Ooh. the baseball. My Here's the thing. As someone who's war- who's needed glasses since I was six and has been has been legally blind for quite a while, I should have enjoyed this because you know, like seeing characters with glasses at that age would have been cool. Representation matters, but uh, the the leap is so insane. Like, <laughs> like there's there's it, it, he he misses a baseball with a bat, which literally anyone could do. It does not mean you need glasses. Definitely not. And he immediately says, I'm quitting. (laughs) And then someone properly diagnoses him instantly and says, Mm -hmm. you just can't see the problem. Mm -hmm. Mm, Good point. Knew he needed glasses somehow. No. And and here's the thing. The, the, The straight, like, A to Z of this would have been he misses the ball. He says, I'm quitting. And and the lesson is don't let one, you know, like don't let one failure dictate what you're going to do. Like, Absolutely disagree. like he says to him, like, oh, come on, you enjoy the game. Why are you quitting? Oh, because I missed it and I got embarrassed. No, like you missed. Sure, you missed it this time. But next time you might hit it. And then it cuts to him hitting a home run. Aren't you glad you stuck in there? Yes. That I understand. Mm hmm. This felt like they had the beginning of one and the end of another <laughs> and just smushed them together. Aren't you glad you got your eyes checked so you could see? So the actual message is, is when you have an obstacle, don't let it defeat you. Persevere through it and win the day. And I think, you know what? Yo, Joe, I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> is it or is the lesson uh Go to every little league game you can. Mm -hmm. If somebody strikes out, (laughs) tell them to go to the optometrist. Uh, Ideally, be a grizzled veteran when you do Mm -hmm. it. I like it. Uh, And don't let the weird looks of the parents stop you. Go to find as many children as you can. And if they fail in any way, tell them to go to the optometrist because eventually you'll be right. You know what? That's what I got out of it, and I'm I'm better for it. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very weird. Like I don't know how how quitting. Also, like, what if he was just bad? Isn't that a good lesson? Like, oh, don't quit. Like, see, some people are good at things, some people are bad at things. You don't need mm-hmm. to be good at everything. But like, the lesson was literally like, hey, if you're bad at something, there's a good chance you need glasses, <laughs> and you're actually great at it. So and every you- kid who watches that is gonna think. Wow, I am awful at sports. I must need glasses. Yep. And once they get their glasses and find out they're still bad at sports. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, I might be bad at sports, but now I can see that I'm bad at sports. Yeah, I don't it's it's uh, it feels very disjointed. And if you're going to do like message. a lesson about glasses, it should uh, like I would assume it would be something along the lines of like I look stupid in my new glasses and then you see like you know, Christy sense. Turlington wearing glasses or whoever a model of the time was. Who Christy Turlington? I have no idea who that is. Supermodel. Christy in the, in the Turlington? World World what is wrong with you? I'm looking literally, it up because I have never heard of this person. Christy P. And she is the first person who comes up. American supermodel. Hugely famous. You know, you could have gone for this era with like Kathy Ireland would have probably been a very yeah. appropriate choice. No, she's a 
fucking Calvin Klein. She is she is one of the top ten models of the nineties. Who? Wait, I'm looking you her up. Turd What's Ferguson, again? I think Gina you said was her name. Both I don't, insane. I've never. Uh, listen, you said Sherman, tweet us and back me up, man. I guarantee you, our our audience knows who Christy Turlington is. You like weird sexless freaks didn't don't know any models other than one. Christy Turlington is insanely famous. She's still famous, but back well, then she was hugely famous. I'm glad What's my street. Of interacting with Gina and not knowing who a female is who she considers famous is intact, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's about three or four in a row now of interactions where she has brought up a woman and I've said, I do not know who that is. And she's gotten very mad at me each time, each time. Here's the thing. I've I've looked her up on Twitter. Apparently, she's a mom slash wife slash daughter slash yogi. So, okay. Look, I mean, she does four things, and that's pretty impressive. I'm on her. I'm on the Wikipedia page. In 2014, she was on the Time 100 list of the most influential people in the world. What in the world? How? What is, is wrong for, with you? Is it for being oh, a mother? <laughs> let me check. Okay, I'm looking at that same list, and uh, right above her, very next is Yahoo Serious. <laughs> Yahoo Serious, <laughs> Australian gentlemen. comedian, no. famous for Young Einstein. Wow! So I don't know how much stock I'm going to put in this particular. Oh list. my god, she was she is equally as famous as, as Yahoo Serious. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. More people oh, should know you, who you Yahoo. You two are the worst. You two are the worst. Oh, here you go. You could have gone with Elle McPherson, Naomi Campbell, Claudia Schiffer. All, all of those I would have recognized. All sorry, sorry you don't know famous women, famous oh. influential women, sexists. Chan, if Gina had gone with Cindy Crawford, would you have been have, would, would that have been made sense she to you? She was equally 100%. as famous as Cindy Crawford. They were both Calvin Klein models who were insanely famous. I disagree. Cindy Crawford was in what was it? A, was it a Coke commercial? A Pepsi commercial? I'm sorry, she was in all the Coke and Pepsi commercials. Probably both, quite frankly. <laughs> and she had the mole. Everybody remembers Cindy Crawford. She was basically oh, the sorry, model of the nineties. The easiest choice ever. I'm just saying you went a touch obscure. You can't get mad. We didn't know who this, this, uh, I don't Turk even know. Fiddlestein, I think her name is. She's also yeah. married to Ed Burns. What's wrong with you, Fox? She's, wow. she's married to so she's just a she's just a wife to you now huh wow she hasn't done anything else no, it's just, because she's married to someone you famous can recognize her insane accomplishments of being being listed uh uh time magazines one of the 100 most influential people in the world so Real I, quick, thought I would get down on your level i do need to know who ed burns is if you could help me out with that <laughs> that's that mr would burns from the helpful. simpsons his first oh. name is ed oh I thought it was Montgomery. Maybe I'm wrong. It's Edward okay. Montgomery Burns, and he married this alleged supermodel from the 90s. Oh, I okay. hate, I hate both of. of you so much. Now and, I know. And you know what? This time I hate Chan a little bit more because I would expect, <laughs> I would expect this from Ray, who doesn't know anyone unless their name is on the front of a cereal box, apparently. Dude, but Tony I the expect, Tiger is my G. How dare you? More from you, Chan. I expect more from you. A big win for you, Ray. I hope you. I feel like I got multiple it. wins, but it was basically by not being the worst. And I think that's fine. You know what? I got to go you in know, degrees. I got to go in it's levels. It's not because you weren't the worst. It's because my expectations of you were so low already. <laughs> 
I mean, that seems like a great point to, to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> guys you can check us out uh, everywhere thank you so much for listening to knowing is half the podcast the gi joe recap show we will be doing all of gi joe extreme one way or another <laughs> we will and get, we look, may we got even talk Deke. about them during the episode <laughs> look, like on occasion there's like also, what there's can like you please, a, can you please tweet at us about christy turlington thank you very much to tell you, these if, look, guys hashtag, they're dumb Hashtag Christy Turlington for uh, obviously, or hashtag (laughs) never heard of her. One of those two. Send them at us at GI Joe Podcast. And if you if you spell like Curb (laughs) Flicklestein, we'll we'll probably get it too. Um, Yeah, you could. Chip Mackle Blank Burns. Chip McElroy. Yeah. It's (laughs) Burn Gorman. If you type in Burn Gorman, I will definitely know who you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) <laughs> I, love I don't know why that hit me so right rim. that's so good oh my god I'm, okay the tears are coming that's real good that's real good chan all right we all got something out of this episode <laughs> uh, um, you can hit us up on patreon we just released a special manchi cheese episode just for patreon subscribers patreon.com slash knowing us have the podcast and that episode is like conservatively five hours long it's maybe the <laughs> longest episode we've ever How done of knowing us half the podcast without a guest to work with us i don't know what happened but wait, we could not stop really talking. wait did it's... you leave in pre-talk no i just episode alone it's like a hundred <laughs> minutes i swear to god it's one of the longest pure episodes we've ever done and it is patreon only patreon.com slash knowing us half the podcast in the super secret vault uh, you can also check us out on Twitter at GI. I'm laugh. I'm like I'm about to just laugh, cry, uh, <laughs> real hard. So I'm trying to get out of here. Uh, at GI Joe Podcast or individually, I am at Almighty Ray at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. Fucking Bert Corbett. <laughs> I don't know why that's hit me so good. <laughs> okay, everybody, bye. <laughs> Situation critical. Roll call. Now you may begin. Oh, thank you. Hey, everybody. Anytime you want to just go ahead and begin, just make it. I will throw, I will throw children. We'll throw children at your head. You're not already. Come on, man. What are you treating your child with dignity and respect? Didn't say it was my kid. I just said children. I didn't say whose children. Fair. So let's go to Legoland. (laughs) (laughs) hey you no 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 no! don't look over here keep your eyes on the road got something for you take a listen to this in the newest pokemon they have score bunny which is a starter what yes score score bunny so it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer he kicks balls he scores great score like scorch i think yeah oh i get it like goal like score <laughs> Rad. there's score bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, Scorbunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. Oh my God, Ash is still the main character of the anime? Yes, where have you been?
Yeah. So Ash is like, I'm getting on the train. I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's is it like, because he's 80 years old. That's why he sounds like that. <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> If you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.